beautiful people. <laughs> and welcome to another oh. episode of A Little Something to Wine About <laughs> with your hosts, Siobhan Camille. And I am Michelle. <laughs> where we whine, W-I-N-E, about life, love, oh relationships, goodness. and more. Because sometimes you just need to whine a little um and today we will be whining this beauty sweet episode about raising daughters raising gals pretty girl yes. pretty girl them pretty girl them so grab your favorite red white or rosé and join us on the couch don't yes. drink and drive please There's have no drinking no driving um hello everyone i hope you are having a wonderful productive week you're not looking <laughs> I'm tempted to pour this whole bottle of the week I've been having. Please, oh goodness! I told you this bet to be great. Oh goodness, to be great. So before we get started, as you guys know, we have to introduce our wine. So Siobhan, what are you whining about today? <laughs> I mean, whining on. We know so, what. All right, guys. Guys. Reds have not been kind, okay? But I feel like I should, like, in this bloody September is where we're going to refer to it because it's been atrocious. It's been a murder on my taste buds all month. But I've decided that I'm going to end this with a red. I was so tempted to grab a white. God, I wanted to grab white so bad. So this is a sweet red wine by, a uh, steeplechase sweet red wine by Linganor Wine Cellars. It's out of Maryland, the U.S. of A., um not a whole lot on the back of this bottle so when we get to that it'll be real real quick this is supposedly a semi-sweet we all know that i don't do the dry and that as we learned last week i'm supposed to let this decant for probably if it's sweet like a half hour 45 minutes we gonna cross our fingers i'm like not decanting nothing y'all saw me y'all if you're watching this on youtube you saw me pour this it's i'm not <laughs> What? Yes, no. ladies and gentlemen, this uh if you are new to the channel, um when we do our beauty suites, we wine in what we like to call color, which simply means that you can actually see us on YouTube. Yes. So just put it in your search bar, a little something to whine about, and we'll come right up. You'll see our wonderful, wonderful logo. Just click on it and you'll be able to actually see this episode. Um, thank you, Siobhan, for letting us know how you really feel. It's going to be a real day. It's going to be a real episode, guys. So today, I will be whining on a 2019 Da Vinci. It's Ken... Chianti. 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 Yep. yep. Because we went over this and my memory is not that well right now. So, Chianti from Da Vinci, so 2019. I, what actually intrigued me about this um, was the fact that I didn't know how to pronounce the name Chianti. Chianti's supposed to be a very famous type, though. Like, a lot of people, it's real bougie, so it, it suits you when people go, I want a Chianti. <laughs> I mean, now that I know how to say it for real, I, I understand. You understand. It, it does roll <laughs> off the tongue a little. However, don't do me. <laughs> Just gonna stay fast. I'm, I'm not that bad. Um, okay. I am assuming that this Chianti is a red. Um, I have never had one. So as you know, we are popping red. Every week, basically. Every week, we try to. Sometimes we're not all the way successful, but... Oh, yes. Oh, this is a pretty red. Yeah, I thought Chianti was red. Yeah, this is a pretty red. It's a, a, what a traditional Italian dinner wine. They do Chianti a lot. Either dinner or after dinner, I think. But, yeah. Is there anything on the back since you're reading the label? There are uh, is something on the back. Um, yep. <laughs> it's in Italian. Can't read it. Oh, that's 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 unfortunate. But at least you got a bottle with something on the back because you always say you don't ever get a bottle. With something. 
you know, I have not. And it's actually apropos that your wine is Italian because the wine fun fact this week, ladies and gentlemen, will be held by moi. And it is that in Roman times, ancient Roman times, women were not allowed to drink wine. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. And if a husband caught his wife drinking wine, there were... Well, that was one option. The other option okay. is to just divorce her. For some reason, back then, it was something or death. Like, Everything got you killed back in the day. Yeah. But either they could divorce you or they could kill you. Yeah. I mean, I guess it depends on how much your husband liked you or didn't like you. Like, I caught my wife drinking. I caught Lady Lilias drinking of the red vine. Well, are you going to kill her? I mean, we, we've been good this week. I'm just going to divorce her. I've been waiting to get versus I've been waiting to get rid of her. So she's dead. Throw her in the, in the Coliseum. In the now. <laughs> or there. I mean, yeah. So that's the why fun fact is if you were an ancient Roman, you were a woman, we would be dead. right <laughs> Dead. I would have been Lazarus and back. Then again. <laughs> okay. Let's let's now you got me scared to pick up my legs. <laughs> That's um, one of my history fun facts for everyone. Look, look, Kazi, we're gonna enjoy we're gonna enjoy each other, okay? Because this might be my last class if we was in Roman times, you know. I mean, what well, that's the game, baby. I would have told her we'll get drunk, <laughs> drink it all. If this gonna be my last meal, <laughs> right? Make that your last meal. Your last meal was wine. Just okay. Eat the body. Make it out. <laughs> as you used to, as you say we're here now it's happening and this is where we're on it's happening, <laughs> it's happening. so okay here we i am definitely going to sip to that one that that was a lot <laughs> mm, i can see why this would be a dinner one okay you wouldn't like it but I oh, i'm sure i <laughs> This is so funny, you guys. Okay, so jumping right into our topic today, we will be talking about bracing young ladies. Um, <clears throat> we decided to talk about this because we feel that it's actually an important subject that um we don't really talk about too tough. You know, we talk about raising children in general. We talk about uh, mama's boys. We talk about, and when you talk about daughters, a lot of times you do touch on basis of being a daddy's girl, which we both have experience in. Um, I am truly cold-heartedly full-on daddy's girl. But for the most part, um, we don't necessarily talk about uh, the woman's relationship with their daughters whether it be a positive or negative thing, because that's something that that <clears throat> happens in raising any child, but definitely our daughters and, and uh, how cultivating that relationship between mother and daughter can set the example of how they cultivate friendships between other females. Um, a question that raises, that comes up in my mind is it's funny how well, not even a question, uh, uh, a thought that comes up to, that comes to mind when thinking about this subject is how we constantly hear, oh, females can't be friends with one another, you know, or it's, I don't have a lot of female friends and this is that and the other. And, it, and the question that came with that is why? Is it because you didn't have did your mom not teach you how to have a friendship with another female? Did you have a bad relationship with your mother and that set an example of what a friendship could possibly be with another female? Um, because, you know, it, 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 it made me start to think of a lot of questions and why we tend to uh, push that narrative, which we all know that it's not really true. We can be friends with one another. We just have to learn to, to be honest with you, to forgive. A lot of women friendships end because of lack of forgiveness and understanding, but that's a whole, whole, whole another glass of wine 
for another day. But I think it may start. And Siobhan, jump in if you, you think I'm on to something or if you, you know, you have your thoughts on it. Um, I think it actually may start with just your basic relationship with um, your mom. And when we say your mom, we mean it can be a mother figure because, you know, everybody's not raised necessarily by their biological mother. Some people have stepmothers that they're raised by. Some people have grandmothers or aunts. So when we say your mom, it's what, or godmothers, whatever that mom looks like to you. Um, but in reference to that, like organically, do you think that that has some type of effect on how females kind of interact with each other, their first relationship with that female figure, that mom in their life? How, what, what are your thoughts? Um, I don't think so. I think, I think this, all children are born innocent which is something we've all said. Life in, in the world corrupts them as they get older. Um, the same way race doesn't matter to children. It's instilled in them. Gender doesn't matter to children. It's instilled in them. And what I think, especially when we talk about females and the world as a whole, and and in, in, in it's related to, since this is a beauty suite, let me touch on that, that. I think that's what it comes down to. When mm. the split and divide among girls happens, <laughs> I think a lot of what's, what pushes it is this competition for attention from guys, from males. That's around the age, middle school or so tends to be around the age where girls go, oh, I don't deal with other girls. Or I, don't, I, don't, I don't deal with other girls and I don't get along with other girls. I get along better with boys. And I think a lot of that comes from that. And it, it's, it's multifaceted. I don't want to say it's one thing. And I know last week we talked on bullying, so I'm definitely not going to get deep into that. Um, if y'all really want to know my whole story, go check that out. Oh, please, because she had a whole, whole, whole lot to say. Okay. And that was only the surface, for real. Um, but I say that because, and I think I've said, I know I've said this before, girls didn't want to deal with me around middle school. So I became the girl with nothing but female friends that was like, I don't get along with other girls because the girls didn't want to deal with me because as I said in that episode, all I heard from them, quite frankly, from second grade on, but it became a big thing around seventh and eighth was, oh, you ugly. Oh, you can't sit with us. You, uh, that whole mean girls thing of you can't sit with us. That's what girls do. And it's not you can't sit with us because we don't like your character. You're a loud person. You're ratchet. We're more relaxed. We don't get along. It's usually very shallow. You're not pretty enough to sit with. It's that. That is what divides females early. And a lot of that comes from, yeah, it does. It does come from the home in, in certain ways or the community. Um, but it definitely comes from the culture because by that point, there's so much competition. And even when girls who are like, oh, you pretty enough to sit with me. We're the pretty crew. We're the pretty crew. We're the pretty crew. But, and as you said about your experience in the bullying episode, it also then becomes, oh, you want my man? Oh, you want my man? And you go, that girl's too ugly for my dude to be interested, so I'm not worried about her. But my friends, ironically, because I'm only going to chill with nines and tens, my dude would be interested in nines and tens like me, so he must be interested in my girl. I got to watch her. And that's, I think that's really the cause of a lot of dissension between females. So... With you saying that, I do believe that that is true, but I also believe that as a mother, it's our job to try our best to address that mm -hmm. before it gets to that point. Um, as a young child with my mother, my mother always told me I was pretty. She always told me I was funny looking. She never, you're, she did tell me, no, you're not ugly. Um, but she also told me, everybody's not going to like you. Everybody's not going to find you attractive. And it is okay. Right. Yeah. So I think 
that's something that really, really, really um, goes to parenting. Um, Because as much as my stepchildren, which are the only daughters that I have, all three of them, um, to me, it's hilarious because I call all of them funny looking. I call all of them beautiful um, because they are. They are just as beautiful as the next person. However, they're funny looking too. So <laughs> I love my babies. I love them. But but I do that so that they know one, beauty, one is like they say, in the eye of the beholder. So it's in the eye of whoever is looking at you and what they consider beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's not get wrapped up in that. Like, I mean, it's okay. We want you to feel yourself. We want you to have confidence. We want you to, oh, I'm cute. I want you to have all of that. But I also want you to have a realistic view and knowing that that's not everything. That's not all it's about. Like I said in a previous episode when my dad told me when I was young, you can be pretty, but you can be pretty dumb. Mm-hmm. That's not a, that's not something that you want. Would you rather right. be smart mm-hmm. and ugly, or would you, or what they consider ugly or unattractive, or would you rather be beautiful and dumb? Any when you're raising your children, especially your daughters, with that mindset, I think it curves a lot of things. Also, I think what another what what else happens is your daughters tend to watch how you interact with other females so with that you have to be aware um of the type of friends you have you know what you say about your friends um when they're not around or quote unquote behind their back because those are the things that they're going to think that they're supposed to do when it comes to their friends. Oh, they can, I can get a friend like you said, oh, she's a nine and this is that and the other according to me. Oh, I think she's beautiful. So, oh, oh, we can hang together because we can be cute together. We can X, Y, and Z. And they get that from not only society. It is something that you see at home. A lot of us, we hang around people who are more so kindred spirits, kindred spirits kindred spirits but looks play a part in that too you know when we're in our 20s no lie we was like hmm y'all can't go to the club with you and it wasn't necessarily (laughs) all because of your looks it was other things but your looks did play a part in it or how you carried yourself as far as your looks. Because you could have been awkward for me. You could have been awkward and everything. But if you carry that with a confidence level that when we walk collectively in the room, it's going to make people turn heads like, oh, yes. I need you to be able to walk with me in the club and we hear and something else be playing and in our head, we think we in one of the movies and all you hear in your head is I'm the... Up in this, yeah, I'm that's that's the confidence I need you to exude. So those are the type of people that I hung around. Not everybody was skinny, not everybody was uh big, not everybody was light skinned, not everybody uh had long hair. Like none of that. Look, if I say if you was my friend, you know I could have long hair one day and the next day be bald headed, okay? So <laughs> but in that everybody more so had a demeanor about them that spoke to um the character of our group so with that being said that's another thing that our daughters look at so when they're choosing their friends and things like that it's not solely off of looks it's also off of oh i i see the type of friends that my mom hang out hangs out with you know I see the type those type of people those type of people I want around me so they even self subconsciously choose that now you do get I feel like you can get a case where you go wait I don't feel I'm that pretty but I'm gonna hang around people that look better than me and then I'll be considered cute because I'm with the cool kids like but I think a lot of that like you said it comes with movies radio Mm -hmm. video media 
and on the other society in general in the whole that we see. So that does have an effect on them. Um, even with your parents telling you, because like I said, my parents, my, my mom and my dad told me all of those great things about myself. And did I know that? Yes. But I still went through a period of time where I didn't feel that way. So again, um, I, I think it's just a, a matter of, like you said, trying to catch and stay ahead of the curve and, you know, like, uh, when you see something, hey, let me try to address it. Well, addressing a little bit of everything and hoping that something, majority of it sticks. I think that that's the thing. And I think mother-daughter relationships are important because that's your first example of what a woman should be. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> whether yeah. it's positive or negative that's the example that you're setting for your child if yeah. you out here thotting and plotting when your child gets older she could even she could go one of two ways she can be right out there with you we thotting and plotting together mommy i watched you do it watch this or she can go i want to be nothing like you yeah <laughs> Yeah. I want to be like, maybe I want to be like auntie, or maybe I want to be like grandma. You and I, I can't do you. But either way, or she could be just the opposite. Mom is, you know, calm. calm. The whole, you know, quote unquote, good girl thing. And the daughter is like, you're boring. I'm about to go out here and wow. But I think a lot of that comes from, like I say, societal influence and wanting attention. And I think that becomes part of that as well, because that may be mom was a good girl, but you probably let, let, let's be flat. Let's be flat. Let's be real flat. Good girls don't get attention. So as a woman, you know, in your 30s, 40s, whatever, by the time you're hopefully let's assume you didn't have this child when you were like 14. OK, so. For so you are in your 30s now raising this 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 girl and you you're not concerned like i'm not concerned about the attention i get i know that you're not concerned about the attention you get we too who cares like at this point in the game if we ever really cared 100 percent anyway because we were a different cut of, of women even in our clubbing days we didn't go looking for male attention how many numbers could you get we were on the dance floor. Well, y'all were on the dance floor. I was in the back with a drink in my hand, chilling, because that's my life. Um, <laughs> for the sole purpose of who I'm about, which pretty girl, I'm going to be honest with you. I, like I said, I know I'm not ugly. I went to the club with the sole purpose of which pretty girl standing on the side that all these dudes trying to get attention I'm about to steal because I'm about to go on this dance floor here and get up. And I ain't talking about twerking and popping. I'm about to dance. But even still, that's... But that was my train of thought, just so y'all know. I ain't ain't care if a dude ain't talk to me. But that's my thing. So, and even then, that's in the club. That's not away from... That's away from your daughter. So Mm -hmm. you're the type of woman that you don't garner all this attention either because you're low-key or your attitude or your carriage because there are women out here that... Either because of their physicality, we're talking curves, excessive curves, garner that attention, or because I've seen skinny girls get that much attention because they are looking for it in the way that they talk, the way that they carry themselves, the way that they walk. All of this for look at me, look at me, look at me. If you are a woman who doesn't do that, but your daughter feels starved of attention, or she might, like you say, look, I want attention because that's what's popping. That's what's popular is that attention. Um, and it's really unfortunate, but that's, that's the whole thing. I'm going to say, for example, Chloe Haley, right? Cause she just dropped mm-hmm. emergency girl here. Let me, this is what I'm going to say. Let me say this for real. I don't have an issue with the dress code. We'll say, I don't have I think is there's there's some nuance that makes the whole I'm claiming my sexuality complicated more than people want to admit, but that's a wine for another time. 
But what I looked at and I said was unfortunate is here you have this young woman who is extremely talented, who got to where she is based on that talent, the ability to sing, write, dance, produce, all of these things. And yet for her to become successful, you basically have to get naked. And we can call that, you know, I'm not being a hater. I'm not here for all of that, whatever. I'm not even calling her Illuminati. I'm not here for that foolishness either. My statement is really the sad fact that in this world, sex sells. And it always has. It always will. And for anybody who's who's like, no, no, I don't know, or in question about it, let me ask you, what, what, what has Kim Kardashian really done? I'll wait. Amber Rose. All of these women that you can name off uh, have well, gotten to the best friend, the Sky Girl, China, China, China yeah. All oh, of no. them have gotten that. where they are because of sex. Whether they were having it with the right quote unquote guy or their sex appeal turned heads or any of that, it's that attention because that's what gets it. You know what I mean? She and Haley, she, Chloe and Haley are, are equally talented to me very, from what I've seen of them. Very. But there is a very clear personal opinion. This is not my generation. So I'm definitely, so like my mom, like looking back, like I, I feel like the old head in the room, but I feel like there's a reason that Chloe has 2 million more followers on her Instagram than Haley does. Yeah, I think. And it's because of presentation and sexuality and it will always sell. And it's very unfortunate, but that's the truth. And I was talking to Boofriend, as you call him, about this the other day because we were talking about when Sierra came out, what sexy is considered. And he was like, yo, because he said, and somebody else, it was a comment on YouTube, and I hate YouTube, but it was a comment under her, her VMA, Kelly's VMA performance that was like, yo, just imagine the chicks in sweatpants. God, can we see that again? Like, Sierra came out, and she had this, the midriff out. Aaliyah had the midriff out. She came out very 90s style, and they were still sexy. TLC was considered sexy, and they had clothes on. Aaliyah was considered sexy. In Vogue was considered sexy. Oh, yes, girl. you still had you That's still crazy. had your Lil Kims. You still had your Foxy Browns. And I guess my issue is the variety. You had the Lil Kim busting it open, half neck, whatever. But your R and B singers were more wholesome Classy. in appearance. Wholesome, wholesome in appearance because it wasn't even. And this is the other thing. It's also lyrically, I'm not going to get into the whole thing because that's a whole while for another time. But I say that, that that to me is, I think, a part of the reason that women, girls may have a wholesome, quote unquote, good girl mother and still be like, no, but I need attention. I need attention. I need attention. Especially in today's world of yeah. social media and everything else. Yeah, but I also feel like that's another part of a mother's job is mm -hmm. to give them that attention and to teach them the difference and why there's a time and a place in the season for everything. It's a time and a place for you to want attention in that manner. But it's also a time and a place for you not to need and want attention in that manner. All attention is not good. And as a mom, you have to teach them that. Does that mean that they aren't going to run with it whichever way they choose to? No, that does, that's not what that means. It's not, doesn't mean they're not going to go that way. Some of them are, most of them are actually going to go that way to see if you even know what you're talking about, to test the waters and all of that. But the thing is, a lot of those who are taught to, to be able to distinguish between the two or when want to, when not to, a lot of times they come back. A lot of times they come back. Or they find their middle, their ground. Their balance. They think their balance is what they think is too far and what they think isn't far enough. You touched on the... Uh, the Chloe, wasn't it Chloe? Or is that Chloe you have? That's Chloe Bailey. Yes. So you touched on Chloe. I have a lot of thoughts about this young lady. Um, I personally, as a mother, am. Ex I love her for her producing. I love her for her writing. I understand sex sales. What's disappointing as a mother is I feel like 
It's one thing to encourage your daughter to embrace your body, embrace your sexiness, embrace that, flaunt it, however, even if you want to. But it's also a level of class. I feel like she crossed it. I have seen her do live performances where she's sitting down and she has some covers to other songs and she had her little sexy TikTok and all of this going on. And okay, I get it. But what are we really trying to say? Are you, I feel like you're, she, she's trying to sell sex. She's not trying to broadcast her talent because she, if she wanted to broadcast her talent, she's already, it's already proven that she's successful in it. So at this point, you're not trying to, and as, just me and my mothering, I'm not happy. Unless, until you out, when you out of my house and you grown grown, you can do what you want. I mean, Chloe is 21, 23, 23. Again, she in her early you 20s. grown grown, you can do what you want. However, maybe I'm just seeing her still in that whatever stage. I feel like that was, she was just, it was just a tad too much. It was. It was just a tad too much. Sorry, in my opinion, it was a tad too much. Boom. Calm it down a little bit. Um, also, I feel like she is not showing herself. I feel like she is mimicking Beyonce. I don't disagree with that. And that you don't need to do. And no, I don't like Beyonce. And I will say it again. No, I don't like Beyonce. Don't care about Beehive. Y'all ain't paying nothing. Don't like Beyonce. Period. Um, think she's overrated. So, with that being said, baby girl, you don't need to follow in her footsteps. You don't. And in fact, you're following in her footsteps. And a lot of times when you follow in the person's footsteps, you go over, you go two times, and that's what you're doing. And you can bring it back. You can bring it back. Because you don't need to do all that. You can bring it back. But hey, I'm just a little OB. I'm as as my boo say, I'm a regular, regular schmegler chick. I ain't I ain't putting no money in your pocket at all. Cause I ain't buying nothing of yours. So I ain't putting money in your pocket. I ain't taking that out. Just just my opinion. But as for me and my children. I will definitely teach my children. Yeah, that's that's entertainment. That's not real life. And that's a mother's job as well. To teach your child, your, your, your daughters between, okay, you see this on TV. And I feel like as mothers, this is where a lot of us have failed. And the reason why I say that is because we have so many children and we see so many little girls out here that are mimicking what they see on TV and not what they see in real life. Because... And I say that because you have middle schoolers walking around full face. But you know what? Unfortunately, that has become a lot of real life because I see. But that's what I'm saying. We were in middle school. Our parents didn't do that. They didn't. The reason why these, these girls are doing that is because their mothers are out here. They got to have beat face everywhere, lashes out to to the wazoo and all of that. So these girls are mimicking, not only, these girls are mimicking what they see, not only from TV, but when you see your mom do it, you know, it, it's a person, it's that personal connection. And my mom do and I see it on TV. So I can do this too. No, baby, you can't. So I feel like, mommies, hmm. we gotta be careful with what we're showing and teaching our girls. Like, I had times where I beat my face to the goals. But I take care of, you know, I do skincare and I do X, Y, and Z. And this is, I do so many other things. The fact of the matter is you, the times you see me beat to the goals, like, this is not even beat to the goals. This is, I don't know what happened. It was a mess up. <laughs> okay, let's just be serious because this is not my best work. But, like, that's what I'm saying. It's like, it's unrealistic ex things that like i know moms who wake up two hours early just to put makeup on what are you teaching your child why is your face not good enough 
But that's what I was going to say. I think a lot of that is you, you now have moms, you, and a lot of this, I think social media did this to, to the extent, to the extreme. I'm not going to say that you didn't have people that did that anyway already, but I think the amount kind of catapulted because everybody's trying to get a like, get a like, Oh, what is somebody? And because so many people walk around like this, selfie, 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 selfie life, or you always can be, there's the risk that you're always on camera, on somebody's camera. There's the risk you can always go viral, even if you're not even aware that people are like, I always have to be on. I always have to be TV ready. I need that attention. And again, because a lot of these mothers out here, facts are single mothers, it goes back to what I said originally, competition. You're mm-hmm. still competing for the attention of men. You're still, your focus is split. And it may not even be evenly split between raising your children, your daughters, your sons, but since we're talking about girls, your daughters, and finding your husband or your life partner, whatever. And that's that's part of the issue. Everybody hits so so many women are still in competition with each other. That this is another reason I think you're going to have problems is that women raising daughters in stable homes, and and I'm not even saying stable as far as like male and female, like with the dude in the house. Yes, great. But I'm talking stable as in she's securing herself, she's not out here trying to get a dude, she's not on online dating sites, she's not on this stuff, she's taking care of her business and her children. And if a man should happen to walk by and come along, great. If not, cool, because she's stable. She's got her own bag, not, oh my, wine for another, whole wine for another time, but like the Sukihana uh, cat everywhere will say like too much, get, be stank so you can get that bag from him. Too many are still looking for us, Captain Save Me. When you are now an adult and you're responsible for raising mm-hmm. someone else, exactly. it becomes cyclical. It becomes that generational curse or generational trauma, however you want to say that. It becomes that. And I think where you're coming from is the point of, is the perspective of stability. You are raising girls in a house with stability. There are many, many who are not. And, and when you're raising children and you're not stable, that's how curses continue. Yes, absolutely. I I completely agree. And one thing about raising girls is raising children is crazy anyway, but raising girls is as far as a mother raising females it it's a lot it can be stressful you know you touch on a lot of different things like you say we touch on the society and the view of what's cute what's pretty and this is that new and the other um we touch on the thing of education you know hey i understand you know it's hard you know especially you know as an african-american female and um the, the, the expectation that's put on you or how you're perceived as far as school goes because oh it's just it, it, it after in elementary school supposed to kill a little black girl she's a kid oh it's okay and this is any other then you get in middle school and it's you're not as cute as you thought you were um and that trauma can yeah it can it, it can be something that does something to you mentally and i said it because it did it to me um, I wasn't interested in guys. Uh, I was on a road student. I went to middle school. It was a whole different ball game, not because of me. It was because of society and everything like that. And it affected my grades. So, and it affected my grades tremendously. And that's why I say education. Um, when, you know, when, and at that age, like I said before, in the bullying episode that aired last week, I had a grown woman. Tell me I could not achieve a goal of mine because I wasn't smart enough. It wasn't until later on I realized she was jealous of my youth. She was jealous of my ambition. 
she was jealous of my thought process. She, Potential. It, it was a, it, it was a lot of my youth, and she wasn't that old. Like that's the other part. So, yes, Miss Blondeville, I'm talking to you. I still remember this lady's name. Okay. Um, Charles Curl Middle School. She was a science teacher. That's what she told me. All right. Oh, okay. Yeah. (laughs) And that's what I'm saying. That type of thing, that's a, for me, that's that's still a trigger. I'm been out of high school for almost 20 years. That's a problem. So that's what I mean. So you, you, you have to kind of, back to my point in referencing my girls, when teaching them, especially with my middle baby, she's in uh, middle school. This is her first year of middle school. Her education, I want her to know you are a smart young black lady. You have goals. You can keep those. Don't get distracted. Let's stay focused. And you can still be cute, feel yourself at X, Y, and Z. But just to try to teaching women balance, teaching young girls how to balance early is key and giving them key principles and to, you know, ingraining those key principles in their heads so that even if they lose track, Somewhere in the back, in that maneuver obligato, it clicked at some point, you know, to go, hey, wait a minute, I know better. Or, hey, I know who I am. Or, hey, I was taught this, mm-hmm. you know, so that it clicks. Um, raising young women is, is <laughs> there because puberty? Hunting, I mean, that's a wine for a whole nother time. Hunting. On its own. Hunty, my middle baby. Like, I tell my husband, and I lie to you not, anyone who has a young, any mother who is raising a girl and is real will tell you it comes a time when you truly feel I'm going to have to put my sweatpants, cornrow my hair back, like, well, tie my head up, take you outside. I'm not to box you like a grown woman because you're getting massage your stove. <laughs> Bring it back. Child's place. And yes, in 2021, child's place still exists. It's too many mamas out here trying to be their friends. That's a pet peeve of mine. Mamas, you are not your baby's friends. That thing, my broke best friend. Oh, I don't know what that, that is. the mamas be saying, oh, yeah, my daughter's my broke best friend. No, that's your daughter. Oh, I didn't know that was a thing. But oh, I'm, girl. I, hear I don't so have many kids, mothers. so maybe that's... Oh, I'm hanging out with my both broke best friend today. No, that's your daughter. You're not You're, you're not best friends. But I'll say See, this. because the moment that. you teach your daughter that, she's, that you're her friend, that respect level changes to her friend. Baby, I'm not your friend. I'm your confidant, yes. I'm the person that shows you what a friendship looks like, yes. But I am not your friend. There's a different respect level that comes with that. So let's make that clear. I'm not your friend. Do we have some sort of friendship? Yes. But I'm not your friend. But I think that gets back to... So I'll say, I I will say this from my side. I think that that gets back to, again, the beginning, where you go, oh, I don't have any any female friends because females do need other females for companionship and friendship. You can't run everything by a guy. And too many females have put too much value on men. And I'm not saying that men don't, I don't want to say men don't serve their purpose, but (laughs) that's how I talk, y'all. Sorry, I'm frank like that. They do. Um, they serve their purpose in their friendship and their, if you're straight in their sexuality and your sexuality and all of that, and somebody split these bills with, raise these kids with, whatever. But as we said in the importance of the tribe and friendships in adulthood in general, there is a place and a need for, for female ship companion, female companionship um, that a man cannot fill. Mm-hmm. And what the problem is, is so many women now women did the oh i don't deal with girls and i don't deal with girls and you have to be so you ran all the female friends off that you could have had because you decided that the girl you didn't think was pretty couldn't be your friend then all the pretty girls you were jealous of or insecure around and so you ran all of them off so now and they weren't your true friend so now you're damaged because of that 
So now you have problems cultivating those relationships. And I'm talking because I am a person who has an issue with cultivating relationships, period, whether it be male or female. I am not. I don't, I don't think I do that very well. But you do that, but. and now you're 29, 30, talking about your daughter is my broke best friend because you are lacking and missing something that you destroyed in your youth, that you didn't see it, but you destroyed it. And you're going to jack your daughter up because now she's going to think, oh, a best friend should take care of me like my mama, because that's what you're doing. And that's not what a best friend is about. I will also say, I think to your point of a child's place, um, that I will say to that in, in reference to beauty, there are levels. And the problem, yes. the problem is you have so many girls trying to be sexy is what it comes down to. Because your mama is probably beating her women are probably beat are beating their face again to get male attention. If you want to, if you want to admit to it, cool. If you don't, fine, that's that's great. Um, but a lot of it, that's what you're doing. Like let's let's be real. And people do girl, a lot of females do this whole, no, I'm doing this for me. Okay. Okay. If you say so. I'm not saying that there I, isn't. Yeah, I'm not saying that there isn't. I'm not, and there are exceptions. There are people who are truly like, yo, I just like, I like the way red lips look on me. So let's, let's take that for an example. Let's just, as an example, if red lipstick was hot, right? Like that's just what's popping. That's what dudes is attracting dudes eyes. There are women that have worn red lipstick. <laughs> like if that's what was popping in 2021, there are women that have been wearing red lipstick since the 80s. You know what I mean? There are women who will keep wearing red lipstick after it stops being a trend. Those people... I'm not talking about you. We're not talking to you. Not talking to you. If you were doing beat face honey back when beat face honey was beat face honey, and you've been beat facing since the day since those days, not talking to you. If you were like one of those kids that was always playing in makeup because you just I need to experiment and I want to see what this does because you were more of an artist about it, and you were 12 at the time, and now you're 38. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to those who put it on as quote unquote war paint. Like you're going into battle against other females for the attention of men. That's who I'm talking to. I'm talking to, I'm talking to you. That's I'm talking to them. Everybody else, not talking to you, but I bring them up because these are the ones trying to be so sexy. And that's what your daughter is seeking. Whereas in elementary school, you can be pretty in middle school. You can be cute. In high school, you can be cute and you can be a little bad thing, little cute, cute baddie. College, you can be sexy. But to me, you should not be aspiring to be sexy in middle school or even in high school and definitely not in elementary school. There are levels to things. There are levels to all of this. There's cute, there's pretty, there's beautiful, there's sexy, there's attractive. All of these adjectives exist and they do not all mean the same thing and there are varying levels. And so to me, I will just say, when it comes to raising daughters, ladies, and I know that people be like, you ain't got no kids, you right. I will say though, I have seen the damage done. I don't need to have kids who have seen the damage done to children and to adults. Because let's not forget that children eventually become adults. And that damage mm -hmm. that happened to them in their youth can follow them and be a part of them in their adulthood. It will follow them. Not that it can't. It will follow them. Well, it can. It I'm not going to say that it it will, but I'm just talking about impacts. Because depending that on how... That is my next point. How it impacts them will be the difference. But it still follows them. Yes. And I think that's what we need to be as mothers aware of. Everything you do will follow them. It's how it impacts them is, is what we don't know. So what we have to be more aware and cognizant of is what we're putting out there. Because again, it's going to follow them. How they take it or how it's displayed or how it pops up later on, some of that we can't control. Mm -hmm. But some of that we can. And we need to own that. And that's the other thing I want to say. As moms, Let's own our relationships with our daughters. 
you know, own that. So, yes, I have a daughter. Yes, my daughter is this, this, that, and the other. If you know your daughter is a pistol, my baby girl, baby. Oh, slip. A and acknowledge that some of those traits may come from you. Not if you're a step parent or an adoptive parent or a godparent. But listen, a lot of y- most mothers are bios. So some of these most. traits you may not like in your child, guess where they you're got them probably from? Probably in the, <laughs> on the first of, of the other person you had that child with, but not all of them are the other person's fault. They do come from you too. However, even with you being a stepmom or adopted mom, please understand they do take on your characteristics, they do take on your personality, they do take on your persona because you're around them each and every day. You may not have the biological, but you do have the environmental. So mm-hmm. let's let's get that straight. Um, but acknowledge that I know my baby girl is a pistol. Love does not change an ounce of how much I love this little girl but I know who she is. Been around her for however many years. I know who she is. So when owning those relationships with your children, own the good, own the bad, address the good, address the bad, nurture the good, nurture the bad. And when I say nurture, I mean nurture to eliminate. Mm-hmm. Not nurture to make it a big thing, but nurture to eliminate or nurture to teach them how to contain. Because some things are just who they are. It's just a thing for them. It's part of their personality. So if that's the case, you now have to nurture them to learn how to contain and control whatever that not so pretty habit or behavior may be. Mm-hmm. But we, ladies, we have to own these things and we have to, like, I'm a full-fledged daddy's girl, but my mommy holds such a special place in my heart. Like, that's my mama. Period. Like, and we, Tupac said it best, ain't no woman alive that is in my mama's place. Regardless of daddy's girl or not, understand and know a mother's love, a mother's heart, a mother's presence has a just as impactful um, place on your daughter as the father. So, so let, let's, let's remember that and let's, let's stop making them, putting them on levels that they aren't ready for. Let's let's stop. Let, let's let's address it. Um, and it's a way to address things where it's still healthy. But sometimes, be honest with you. You got cut. Excuse me, God, but you knew I was gonna say this before. You got cut shit short. Period. And, and period. Point blank. And it's just that simple. I said what I said. Don't at me. Um. And, and I said that again, even as a stepmom of three beautiful, completely different young ladies, <laughs> okay? And dealing with every ounce of their personalities, even the one that's far away. When I say, know your children, address them and nurture them, that, that would be my um, take out of this whole thing of mommy-daughter relationships. Know your daughters. Nurture your daughters and and know that your relationship with your daughter holds so much weight. Don't play it off to the side. Um, it, it's a big thing. And, and, and love your daughters. Ladies, love your daughters. Your daughters are not your competition. And uh, I have seen that. Your daughters are not your competition. Your daughters are not your chance to relive your youth. Your daughters are not your chance to remake yourself. Yep. It's not about you. It's not about you. It's not. So, yeah. To that point, I'm just going to say that the one statement, because we always talk about what people used to say, you know, what the old folks used to say, there is one motto that needs to die and that is 
and it lives heavy in the black community. And it's, it's, I think the source of so many issues for males and females, especially once they become men and women. And that is raise your daughters and love your sons. Stop it. You need to raise both and you need to love both because love starved girls turn into love starved women who we've seen who end up being complacent being the side chick or who are constantly who are in competition with their daughters there's a whole litany and boys who are loved and not raised end up being grown men children who cannot stand on their own and who any woman who quote unquote challenges them is now emasculating because their mother didn't do it and hold them accountable that any woman who holds them accountable is a problem and this breeds more problems so please love and raise your daughters yes absolutely and that's that's what i mean by nurture them like you have to nurture them And, and and as a woman you're a woman. You know you need love. You know you know you need attention. You know you need love. You know some. You need embrace. Your daughters need those same things. And as a mom, what better? Who better than someone who can fully and completely understand being a female to do it? Who better? So moms. In conclusion, all I would have to say is love your daughters, nurture your daughters, raise your daughters, yes. love them. Yeah, can't stress love enough, man. Can't stress love enough. And and enjoy the roller coaster of life that you are going to have raising these girls. Um, And don't forget, you can always relate. Mm -hmm. And don't be afraid to let them know, I have been there. Let them know your failures. Let them know your stupidity. Let them know your train of thought. Give them insight to what it is to be a woman and to have those thoughts and and to navigate through them. So just, just be that girl. Be that woman. Be that superwoman to them, not just your sons. Your daughters need you too. And cheers. That's terrible. <laughs> oh, this no isn't way. great. This isn't <laughs> that's, great. That's, that's not. And, and cheers, cheers to that. that. <laughs> now I know how you felt when we did the wine out that was never recorded, because oh, I definitely got this from the dollar store and it's glass, but. <laughs> That ding ding. Oh, yeah, this did this this it's glass, but it's just not, you know, whatever. Um oh yeah. Siobhan, tell us what's going on with you with your sweet red. Did it do it for you? Fingers crossed. It got better. It got better. So this to the bottle we go. Fellow winers, sweet and juicy, the perfect wine for spending time with friends or eating chocolate. Chilled or at room temperature, the choice is yours. It is a semi-sweet, and it says it's best served with fresh berries, chocolate, and picnics. I don't, I don't really know what a pic like what a picnic tastes like, but okay. Um, I mean, I literally got berries, chocolate, picnics. That's a range, honey. Like. <laughs> You get on my nerves. Lingonor, I'm mad at you, but wow, that's a wow. Okay. Um, oh. I'm going to assume that means like finger foods because I'm assuming you're not taking a steak on a picnic, but I don't know. I don't know you. You might be. <laughs> okay. I was going to say, uh, you know who my husband is? I don't know. <laughs> Listen. Okay. So that's what I got. Um, yeah, it was. It was sweet. It did have it's so juicy. I could see it with that. Or I, I'm a cheese person and I like cheddar. So it will go good with some sharp cheddar. It is a true semi-sweet, not too much. Um, yeah, I'm not sure what's in this red or if, if it's a blend or if it's just one, but it was good. I would definitely give this, I think 
it hasn't restored completely my faith in the Reds. I just, I don't. But then it raised the bar a little. It, it, it came, it came where it needed to. Okay. So it's okay. a good, look, look. We'll take it. It's a solid <laughs> three, guys. It's a solid three. Like, I, okay. I'm, given the 0.5 of last week, it needed to be at least a three, or I swear I was throwing all Reds down the garbage, except Malvasi and DiCasorso. They're more out there. <laughs> so the fact that it, it did a little bit of, even if it was just an inch, like, I think okay. I can. I think I can only really do semi-sweet and sweet reds. Like I think the I I really can't. And this to me is a medium a, a light a medium body. I don't think I can do full. Like I. I don't have time for that much decanting. And I appreciate that this they say this is, you know, you can do this chilled or at room temperature because I did this chilled and it was good. So okay, I'm giving this The Chianti. Chianti. <laughs> Di Vinci. I see Venice. I see Venice. For those who can't see, she is literally trying to read the bottle, which is all in Italian, the back of the bottle, which is in Italian. So she's picking out the words that she understands. We've got Venice. Generations. Okay. <laughs> what they read a paragraph? And read. <laughs> red Generations of Venice, guys. That's what we've got from the back of Chelsea. That's what I got from the back in Italian. Um... Uh... And as we know, wait, I think, oh, oh, wait. I see hint, I see, I'm guessing this says aromas of ripe fruits and I see vegetable, I'm not vegetables, Jesus, strawberry and plum. So I'm guessing, I'm gonna guess this says aromas of ripe fruit and hints of strawberry and plum. Okay. Look, uh, I feel like I feel confident in that because I said it out loud. If I didn't, if I didn't, I mean, I, I, own it, own it. I don't think I would have said it out loud. But as far as this goes to me, um, this is not a full body red, um, but I feel like if this decanted a little bit, this is not cold. It's not chilled. It's just room temperature. And I feel like this would be very, very good for pasta. Ooh. This is a good pasta or like a nice filet mignon. Fancy. Um, <laughs> so it is a dinner wine. It is a dinner wine. It definitely is a dinner wine. I can appreciate this. Um, I really do appreciate this. I. It's not a favorite, mm. but... It's one of those, I'm like, okay, this is decent. It's a nice clean, not clean, but it's a nice, I want to say hefty, but kind of hefty dinner mm. wine. Um, slightly hefty dinner wine. Um, so like I a medium body, it. but more toward the medium. Yeah, thing. yeah. Um, I enjoyed it. I probably would say this for like when my husband fixes like, he does fix filet mignon very often. So like when he fixes that or like, uh, I don't really do pasta too much. So like a spaghetti probably is, or shrimp scampi, that's probably as pasta as I'm gonna get. So <laughs> and I did say pasta uh, That That's what this will go with for me. Um, I don't know what I'm having for dinner tonight, but if we are having spaghetti, Nice pairing husband without you knowing it. Um, so overall, my rating for that would be a three. It's a mm -hmm. solid three. Three out of five. And yeah, that that's what I have. I, I almost finished it. I almost finished it. So I'm I'm not um I'm not sad about it. You, as we know, I like dry wines. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> That says it all. Um, ladies and gentlemen, we would definitely like to thank you for joining us on this wonderful episode of A Little Something to Whine About with your host, Ty Michelle. And Siobhan Camille. 
Be sure to follow us on Instagram. You can find us at a little something, the number two, wine about. Again, that's a little something, the number two, wine about. We would love to hear what you guys are thinking and drinking and tell us, ladies, what are your thoughts about raising daughters? We want to hear from you. Uh, we want to hear those wonderful mommy stories, uh, the unforgettable memories, both good and bad. So leave us a comment. Let us know. Let's talk about being a mom. <laughs> uh, we, got, we will see you all next week. And as always, there's nothing wrong with a little wine.